0: Happy summer! And welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I'm your host, McCarter.
1: I'm SK, her co-host. On this episode, we had Lil Farmer. A.K.A.
0: Michael. He's been a cannabis grower for over 10 years, and I think a caregiver for about that same time as well.
1: Yeah, he schooled us on some really interesting pollination methods and growing practices, a lot of techniques in this episode.
0: Yeah, he really shared his knowledge on how he's been able to grow at home and provide for these patients that need reliable flour at a large quantity for not these high prices. So he basically talks about the trade um, and the relationship that happens between him and his patients being a caregiver for their cannabis plants that they hand over to him, basically. It's a super interesting Process and we learn more about it from him. It was super enlightening, as always.
1: Yeah, a lot of knowledge shared, and he talks about how he came from the East Coast to Colorado, learned so much about growing, and now he's taking his knowledge and growing practices to the legal markets on the East Coast.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, we talked a little bit about struggle with alcohol and kind of transitioning from alcohol to cannabis, which we both have experience with. Absolutely. And uh, his experience growing up in West Virginia before moving out here to Colorado. So it's it's a super interesting episode. Thank you Michael for joining. It was super enlightening. Check him out on Instagram at Lil Farmer. That's Lil underscore. P-H-A-R-M-E-R. And
1: check us out on Instagram at HighMindedPod. Also, please give us a review. We would love that. Yeah, a review, a like, subscription. It really helps. And stay Stay high. high.
2: My name's Michael. I started up Little Farmer about a year ago. I moved to Colorado four years and I've been growing as a caregiver and helping out a handful of people. I was trying to open up my own dispensary and grow operation here. So I collected thousands and thousands of seeds where I could pop out my own proprietary genetics and then it all kind of fell through and COVID hit. I got knocked off my feet for a year or so. So I started up the company so I could share my seeds and promote home growing across the states that are legal now for people to grow. Yeah. And consult and help people grow their own medicine so they don't have to go to the dispensary.
0: Nice. That's so great. We love that. We're such big proponents of growing your own medicine. Yeah, absolutely. We're both home growers,
2: so. I'm proponent of growing all herbs and food, everything for yourself if possible.
0: Yeah. Well, how long have you been growing your own cannabis?
2: Uh, off and on for about 10 years now. Wow. Cool. Okay. How were you first introduced to the plant? Oh, I was only 16, and a friend was like, Hey, come over here. And we used, They used to drink a lot, and I didn't drink.
0: And this was in West Virginia?
2: Back in West Virginia. And it uh, really slowed my brain down and helped me think and focus a little bit better. The I had cannabis? ADHD. And it just, wow. All right. Is this the way other people think? Mm-hmm. Yeah uh, because I my brain went so fast as a kid.
1: Yeah,
0: sure.
2: And just slowed my brain down helped me think. Wow. And then after that it helped with sports pains because I played sports and yeah, to this day 30 years later I still have pains from playing high school sports. Mm. Yeah. And it definitely helps out with that.
1: Plant is
0: amazing. Yeah. Do you make any like salves or do you mainly just stick with flour and like flour consumption?
2: Uh, I like to infuse my coconut oil. And then with that, you can do a lot of things. You can make bath bombs to uh, love... make cookies yes. to uh, putting some in your coffee for breakfast if you want. Yeah. Nice. It's pretty versatile when you mix it with coconut oil and then you can infuse it with all kinds of foods.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is nice. So how long have you been being like a caregiver and can you kind of explain... What that is for people who may not know so
2: what a caregiver is is somebody who is allowed to grow their own herb and then they can grab or care for other people with their medical cards and they can get signed up under their caregivership and then they can reimburse and help these people pay for growing the cannabis plants and then they can help consume the cannabis plant
0: so in colorado it was kind of the first like way to get cannabis before there was like dispensaries, right?
2: Yeah. So the first dispensaries were actually buying pounds of herb from caregivers that were established in the state because there was no cannabis for them to to get. And it takes at least four or five months to grow your first crop. Mm-hmm. So the first six months to a year, all that herb was coming from existing caregivers.
0: Okay. Wow. So did you like personally sell to dispensaries ever?
2: I did not. I I came in after that. Some people I knew did, some of my strains came from some of these people. Okay. So what's different about caregivers too, you'll find different strains on the cannabis market legal because of the metric system. Mm -hmm. This metric system, everything has to be tagged and followed so they can tax it and see where it comes from. Right, you know? from
0: seed to sale.
2: Seed to sale. <laughs> but the caregivers don't have to worry about that. So you'll find different strains, strains that have been in Colorado for years. Yeah, I know the high country has been famous for 20 years or infamous for growing cannabis, some of the best cannabis in the country. And yeah. a lot of the dispensaries were fed by the mountain weed. Wow, cool.
0: That's Well, I feel like it's easier to kind of like hide growing a little bit like in the mountains
1: oh yeah
2: for sure (laughs) yeah it's always cold and you're growing inside and the heat the it it just actually heats your house
1: yeah
2: here you have overheating in the city
1: oh Um, yeah it's like
2: it's a heat issue and it's infamous there it's been in the in Colorado Rockies Leadville Alma yeah okay South Park area for many years
0: yeah, so you lived up near South Park. What's the how's the cannabis industry or culture kind of different from up there than like here on the Front Range, like Denver, Boulder area? Uh,
2: it's not quite as, not quite as much competition. Yeah, A little more spread out. Uh, it's harder to find some of the products you'll find here in Denver because of the distribution and the traveling, delivery. Mm-hmm. It you can. You're from here, so you know the snow. Oh yeah, the snow
0: will get you. Like, you have to be really careful in yes. the right
2: vehicle and look at the weather all the time. So there's a lot of different growers in the mountains um, on the west side, and it's harder to get some of that herb here in Denver because of distribution too. So you'll have different growers out there, a lot more outdoors, mm-hmm. especially in the southwest.
0: Yeah, Do you? so yours is all indoor?
2: Of course, well, I live at 10,500 feet. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. So there's one month of gardening for <laughs> sure. tomatoes and outdoor gardening. The yeah. month of July, pretty much.
1: Wow. <laughs> so you worked at a dispensary before. Um, were you? Did you come to Colorado for the cannabis industry?
2: Yes, I came to Colorado just to immerse myself and to learn as much as possible. I worked at one of the first dispensaries to open in in Colorado. It was in oh. Breckenridge, called Alpenglow.
0: Mm. Yeah, I've heard of
2: that. Yeah, they grew their own cannabis. Um, they were probably the seventh dispensary to open or wow. get the permit when medical started. And they were medical oh. for a few years, and then they went wreck. And they grew their own cannabis, had the dispensary and a concentration lab all right there. So I worked with them for about three years.
1: And now time for a quick commercial break. Say goodbye to late night store runs and hello to convenience delivered with Hemper. We've got you covered with premium smoking supplies that are shipped directly to your door. Remove the hassle and enjoy the best smoking experience with Hemper. Check them out at hemper.co, that's h e m p e r.co. You were talking about how the caregiver, like the nature of the caregiver role in today's um like cannabis economy is to kind of be a check on quality um, for these more corporate stores and stuff. And how do you feel like that takes shape?
2: Well, it's uh, when you have a large corporation, you're looking at quantity because it's all about money.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And yeah. The bottom line. if you're growing 10,000 plants at one time, you cannot give them the individual care that they need. Yeah. And when you're growing smaller quantities, it is a lot easier to do that. And it, Keeps, like you said, the big guys in check, gives the smaller people a chance to afford or grow their own cannabis. Yeah. And make make their own choices. You know, some people are going to like, I call it the uh, gas store weed.
0: <laughs>
2: You'll get your marble pack pre old right. and it'll be cheap. Or you're going to go to a specialty shop, and you're going to search out something that's really nice, like some high end chocolates. You know, people travel the world for nice high end chocolate. So I see that the future also of cannabis, of people traveling the world, going to Thailand to find that Thai weed they've heard so much about.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait. Thai stick, <laughs> bitch.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. How do you like? So, how did you find these genetics that we are like looking at currently? Is it because obviously it's like you're thinking about the medical patient first and foremost and treating, you know, different ailments, and we're all, medical patients here of cannabis ourselves so like tell us how you kind of like look for right strains or even test them yourself and what you're looking for
2: well first I started out looking for specific medical uses like pain insomnia uh elevation of uh, what's the term I'm looking for elation like mood elevation Ele- mood elevation yeah. yeah antidepressant uh ptsd yeah. I cared for a couple of veterans in the past that had PTSD, severe pains, insomnia, and for myself, I uh, need something for pain, something to slow my ADHD down. Uh huh. So I looked for specific strains that were older, that weren't crossed with different strains. Now you'll find lots of strains now are triple, quadruple crossed. Yeah. And Oh uh, yeah. I wanted to find the older strains that weren't focusing on high THC's. Uh normal THC levels with Yeah. Uh, full
1: spectrum. Full
2: spectrum, um, diverse yeah, cannabinoid. cannabinoid. Yes. You know, and uh, more terpene. I like the terpenes. So I grow oh yeah specifically for terpenes because those are what make cannabis strains unique and yes. give you the unique feelings that they do.
1: Yeah, and these smell amazing. Wow. The terps on these are really strong and really It's like so tasty. hard to even <laughs>
0: describe. I'm trying to like pull out like can you, like, wait, can you smell this one and tell us, like, what you smell or what the strain is and, like, what terpene is? This one smell? is a
2: vanilla wafers, which is available on our website. I have some seeds for sale. And this one came out of a vanilla wafers pack. And nice. And
0: that's littlefarmer.com, L-I-L-P-H-A-R-M-E-R.com.
1: Oh, oh, my gosh. And this nug is purple, like, it, in the leaves. But This then, one
2: is a vanilla wafers. Hairy. It has a very strong lime smell. Yeah. With a funky undertone funky undertone. I love that. I was going to call it funky lime, but.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I totally smell that. Funky lime. That's amazing.
1: Where did you find your genetics? Like the yeah. original genetics?
2: All over. Uh, started in Spain. I lived in Spain for about 12 years and oh my I started gosh. growing in Spain. So the vanilla hay strain actually was a strain I fell in love with in Spain. And it's Nobody in America has ever really heard of it.
1: Yeah, I can't keep my nose out of it. It's like it's super hazy. <laughs> yeah, SK's just like got her face in the. I love <laughs> mason this mason jar. This, yeah, vanilla haze. We actually haven't rolled up, so oh um, yes, yeah, we'll, I want to smell. Oh it yeah, together. you can get in here too. Um, yeah, this vanilla <laughs> haze. So this is oh, wait, from Spain. Can you, Spain. De- can you, you describe this It's a Spanish seed one. company. Okay.
2: This one has a straight haze smell. If you ever hear anybody say haze, it Demodulate. has a hazy smell. That is your. Perfect haze smell.
1: Yeah, it reminds me so much of like a ghost train haze that I've smelled in the past. Um, oh, that's yeah. a little
2: bit less lemon smell. The ghost train usually yeah. has a little more lemon to it. This is
0: totally. I'm yeah, definitely getting lemon. some
2: citrus. So i have focused on trying to get strains that were not on the metric cannabis market available in dispensaries really here in Colorado already. Most mm-hmm. of these strains have come from caregivers.
1: Okay. Oh wow, cool. That
2: were existing here that I've been longtime friends with that. Yeah. Pulled out their special cuts and like, hey, here you go.
0: Wow. Try one of these. Wait, so do you have to, in that situation, is it merely just like a community thing sharing or do you pay people at all for it? It's a, a sharing cut? thing. That's such a, that's so amazing. I love that. It warms my heart. <laughs> yeah. So
1: how is the caregiver culture look like? What does it yeah. feel like? Like it's not obviously walking into a store and buying a thing with a no, credit card it's and basically out, just but... some
2: home. So people b- growing at their house do people on come smaller scales, to your like, house? Uh, not really too much. I live way in the mountains, so I don't have too many people out there. It's kind of rough and rugged getting up there sometimes oh, okay. in the snow. Sure. But uh, right now I have three people under my care Two of them are my roommates. Okay, so that works out. So yeah, they give me a place to grow, uh, help with the electricity, and give me a place to sleep. Wow. Nice. And they get all the cannabis they can. C- so that's consume. like a
0: trade. Then.
2: Yeah. So basically, you can so I love a good trade. Trade. trade yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, yes. there's no money involved. It used to be more like a of care or a business. People would pay taxes on it, but I treat it more like a just as friendship, you know. And yeah, trading, bartering.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the way help to help me get
2: by. Helps people who really need to get by.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's just like what cannabis culture has always been at its roots, and it just it's so nice that it's still living. um
0: yeah, what type of feedback do you get from
2: your caregivers like on certain strains or like they they love it all they just, they <laughs> it's better than anything they can get at the dispensary and it's much more the quality uh, is like so top effective notch. For them.
1: Yeah, let's uh let's spark up this vanilla haze.
0: Yeah, let's and... do it. I'm down. Absolutely. Um I do want to talk about um like home growing in you giving tips to people? Because I know that's like kind of an aspect you do as well. And it's on your Instagram page. So everyone check him out. It's Lil Farmer, L-I-L underscore, right? For Correct. The, for the Instagram, P-H-A-R-M-E-R. But would you mind sharing like just any tips or tricks on people, like how to get started, where to get seeds, what genetics to use, uh, you know, like anything?
2: So one of the first thing is, Easiest thing that most people do is over fertilize their plants.
1: Okay, Mm
2: -hmm. they make it harder than they think it is. They gotta add more, add more to it. It's like
1: you read the bottle, and the bottle's like use four hundred tablespoons, and you're like, hmm, (laughs) that seems like it could kill something.
2: Yeah, sometimes when you're just starting out, I recommend getting a good soil. Mm. I, like I said, I wrap a Detroit Nutrient Company water only living soil. Basically, you just put your seed in and keep it watered. And that's all you do. Wow, that would be the easiest way for anybody like to get started. Is in it, or it
1: is has it like, worm castings? Okay, worm
2: castings. is there
1: mycelium? Okay. Is that like living soil? Okay, nice. nice, cool. We love mycelium. Everything is
2: in there. That's so cool, and it's super easy for beginners to begin.
1: Nice, and that you were talking about um, with psilocybin—is that the same company that does the psilocybin? Yes, it is. Detroit Nut
2: Company. They do cool. all-in-one spore box or a bag where you just inject the spores, let it sit for 30 days, the mycelium will start to grow. Wait,
0: I need this. And you
2: break <laughs> it up, and then 30 days later, you'll start to have your... That's amazing. I need up. to
0: order one yesterday. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> yeah,
1: it's like 30 days, you say? That's so Perfect. smart. Catch yeah. me in 31 days, y'all.
0: <laughs> wow. So yeah. how yeah, many cool. plants are you like growing at a time?
2: Uh, I've had up to 50 under my count. I have 24 personally. I have an extended plant count for pain. My roommate has 24 for his pain. Uh, so 48. Okay. And then I have a few people here and there. I do have a veteran under my caregivership for six more plants. But I don't really have to run 54 all the time. So what Yeah, what type of It could be yield? very tedious.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Especially if you're caring for each one, like so specifically. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to figure out then like how much
0: time... You're putting in like to each plant. Is that at all? Like, that's a stupid question.
2: <laughs> like, no, I haven't calculated it down to each plant, but it's a good 20, 30 hours a week. Do you sing to your plants? I play music to them.
1: Okay, nice. Do they have a preference on like genre? I like,
2: I like reggae to oh, them. Give them reggae. Nice. It gives yeah. them more vibrations. I think they feel the vibration. Wow. That's and the true. bass.
0: Nice. I love that. That's oh, so cool. What Can you tell us about like certain yields of, I guess, different strains? Like, is there one strain you really
2: love but like doesn't have a great yield or something? Or, uh, the cherry lime haze would go right up that alley. Okay, it smells like lime, it's very nice tasting to the palate, it's not overwhelming, it's good one for uh, beginners to smoke too because it's not overwhelming, but it doesn't produce very well. Mm. And that's one thing breeders do, they try to take those traits of one plant they like and try to mix it with another plant to keep that smell in this case, but find another plant that will give it more yield, like uh, Northern Lights or something is a very popular strain that people will mix to give another strain more yield, but try to preserve the terpenes.
1: Interesting. That's super... So that's what we do as breeders. Okay. Yeah, I saw on your Instagram you have a lot of pictures of like pollen and male plants and how to like use the pollen. Yeah, is that Um, super difficult? Yeah, is it hard? Can I crossbreed a
2: plant? Yeah. It's not difficult. You just got to be careful that pollen is very easily spread. Yeah, Yeah. because it's like so tiny. And you don't know it's on your shirt. And next thing you know, you brush up against another tree or plant and it's pollinated.
1: Okay, wow. So
2: you got to keep them isolated.
1: Okay, do you have like a separate room in your house that's like... Yeah, exactly. Okay, nice. Whoa. How many um, male plants do you keep for pollination?
2: I've kept three. Okay. Three good ones. Wow. You got to be pretty specific on which ones you keep. You don't want to introduce weak traits or traits that you don't desire.
0: Okay. Yeah. So Um.
2: you got to select the right one for specific reasons Mm -hmm. and then eliminate the rest of them. Uh, One of the biggest things and hardest thing with breeding is finding stable plants, ones that don't hermaphrodite.
0: Oh. Okay. How does that, uh, like a hermaphrodite, happen? Or can it just randomly happen?
2: It could just randomly happen with certain strains, I want to say. Like Um, unstable seeds? Unstable strains. So it produces both genitals, right? Exactly. Okay. So uh, a good example would be gelato, uh, cookies, a headband, uh, sour diesel, all three are for those, they hurt me frequently and it's due to stress. Oh. Now you won't do it as much outdoors, but in indoors with the high, heavy, strong light. And they're not, it's not a natural lighting okay. schedule.
0: Yeah. So you're stressing it, them you're out. You're
2: stressing them out.
0: So what is like, can you tell us a little bit about like the light cycles you use and like, so how long from like start to finish?
2: Uh So in the vegetation light, lighting schedule, it's... Um, 12 and 6, 12 hours on and 6 hours off. Okay. Which is not natural. You'll never find 12 hours of natural light or 18 hours of natural light, I mean, in in nature.
1: Okay, so 18 6. It's
2: 18 6. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry I said that wrong. No, that's okay. So 18 and 6, but you'll never find like I said, natural lighting 18 hours a day anywhere on earth except for close to the Arctic.
1: Right. Oh. Okay. Uh, Where, yeah, probably not growing a lot the of cannabis. But like. that's
2: the standard. That's what most indoor growers will do.
1: Okay. And what does that do for the plant? It just... But that's only during veg. It just veg. keeps it
2: in vegetation state and won't start flowering or budding. Okay. And you can keep it in this state perpetual.
1: Wow. Forever. And it'll just yep. get bigger and bigger. And
2: that's... If you find a strain you like, you can keep a mother plant.
1: Okay. That will be your
2: mother plant. You can continually cut clones off of it, keep it pruned up. And it will keep growing perpetually. So if wow. you ever hear anybody saying about mother plants, that's what they're doing. They got one big mother plant. They'll cut 50 clones off of it
1: okay. every two
2: weeks. And it just continues growing as long as they want.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because I've heard um, in the past, like um, when I worked at the dispensary, there were a couple strains that we just weren't getting anymore. And we were like, why? Mother plant died. Mm-hmm. And oh, it was just like a tragedy. Like so When they sad. told us, yeah, the when um, the grower told us, he was like... Devastating. Yeah, it was really, it was really devastating for all of
2: us. So um. yeah, that's one thing that happens with the cannabis metric market here, mm-hmm. or the cannabis market in Colorado with the metric system, is every uh, mother plant has to be in the metric system, and then there's a few companies that can sell clones of that mother plant to other grow operations through the state.
1: Oh wow! So okay. they can't
2: get. Any grow operation either has to cut their own clones from existing plants that they have that's in the market, in metric uh-huh. system, or they have to buy clones from a company that has mothers, and they, that's all they do is cut clones, like Clone Colorado.
1: Okay. Oh, wow. And so those are the same clones that consumers can buy?
2: Uh, sometimes they can get them at the dispensary buys oh, okay. them and then resells them. Okay, like Legal is a good. I was gonna dispensary. say I bought
0: clones from Legal before yeah. in Denver, and some
2: of those come from their own own operation too. Mm-hmm. They have good stuff <clears throat> at Legal. Yeah, I've gotten a handful of clones there, and, and always good stuff.
0: That's so interesting, though. Like, so, like, what if a company, okay, say like a dispensary has their own grow, but then like all say like all of their mother plants die. Like, do they just have to buy all new?
2: They will have to buy new genetics from a, a company in the metric market that's legally allowed to sell them. So, so they can't actually buy seeds offline and just pop their own seeds and start over fresh with their own strains. So that's where the caregiver system comes in because I'm preserving some of that green crack and that purple headband yeah. that you can't get on the, on the dispensary shelves nowadays.
1: So there's like a seed bank that is... Kind of, among but it's like the finite. Caregivers. So then, how does like new strains
0: get in?
2: Uh that's there's that- a loophole somewhere. There's <laughs> new strains coming out, but right. I haven't figured it out. It's um. So there's some type of like illicit activity. There's a, some people right are there. just yeah, just either budging the numbers or the name, or mm. there is a loophole somehow where a company can grow cannabis for another company, for example, Willie's Reserve.
0: Okay. Yeah, they like use someone's
2: slice, like cultivation license. They use different cultivators around the state who have existing license and have been growing, and they just come in and say, "Hey, can you grow this one for me? And I'll sell it under my name."
1: Okay. Interesting.
2: And this is the strain I want.
1: How can we get like older genetics back into the market? Yeah, back into like the rotation. Yeah.
2: That's where the new states are coming in, and. Mm. It's just going to be a state to state thing. Okay. Uh, and hopefully, if it goes national, there may be a, be a national metric market, a national or, seed
1: bank, uh,
2: <laughs> or a, a metric system cool. which tracks everything. I'm sure they're going to track track it somehow.
1: And like allows for these breeders to kind of come in as a.
2: So, uh, a part Colorado, of the as being one of the first states to legalize, they mm-hmm. made it very strict in yeah. the beginning and made their laws more lenient since then. I, in my.
1: Mm -hmm. opinion.
2: And one of the first thing is, nobody can leave the state with cannabis bought in Colorado. All the cannabis has to be bought or grown in Colorado. Mm -hmm. But nobody can bring cannabis into Colorado either.
1: Right, because it's tax fraud at that
2: point. Once you cross state lines, it becomes a national
1: thing. And it's
2: out of Colorado state control. That's like
0: interstate Interstate commerce. commerce. (laughs) Okay,
2: So nothing can actually legally come into the state or leave the state,
0: mm-hmm.
2: including the new strains.
0: So do you have a caregiver license?
2: Yes, I do. You have to sign up for those.
0: Is that difficult to obtain? No,
2: not really. You just have to go through the formalities online.
0: Okay. And does it cost money to like apply? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. So you can,
2: you, as soon as you get your medical card, you sign up as your... Own cultivator. I know. I remember seeing the options. Yeah,
1: totally. I didn't realize. But it's a
2: different login. You have to log into the marijuana registry and then it's a separate login for the caregivership.
0: I just had like a random question. What if you are like a caregiver, say in your situation? Well, maybe you have some knowledge about this because you almost went through it, but like you are a caregiver successfully, but then you want to turn into a cultivation. Okay, so you can't bring any of your own genetics?
2: No, unfortunately That's so
0: can't. messed up. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's something I don't know. I'm just like...
2: But in other states, it's different. That's just a Colorado thing okay. at the moment, and yeah. every state's going to be different as they open up. Okay. It's time for that law to change.
1: Wow, yeah. I'm there just
2: I like, that it.
0: makes no sense. Like, what's the incentive then for someone to... I don't know. Well, to be able to, get- to legally... Yeah. Make money. Right, to make yeah, money. Like a home. Wait, so can <laughs> right. you not, like, technically make money as a caregiver?
2: Like it's changing constantly like i said i don't try to i just water okay. to get by and have a free place to grow my cannabis
0: right it's more of like you do a trading and exactly of but people sharing. before the love of the treated blank. it yeah. more like
2: a business they had to pay taxes on it
0: so do you have to pay taxes on i don't make any money off
2: of it so i don't i don't have to
0: oh, pay okay so you on don't it. have to like oh. report anything <laughs> okay interesting i'm just like still trying to understand like if someone wanted to be a caregiver like how they would start doing
2: it uh, you got to find people that need your care. Okay, so okay. how and do you? And they have your med card. I, I knew this guy that I live with now. I've known him for twenty years. Okay, we worked together twenty years ago. I've been in Colorado off and on for probably twelve years. Okay, <clears throat> starting in two thousand. Wow. And I worked with him at a ski resort many years ago, eight years ago, and uh, when I came back, he was complaining about the prices and. Wanted to have better herbs, wanted to grow. And I said, hey, that's what I want to do. And you mind? Want to hook up something and okay. grow our own cannabis? And he said, well, sure, let's do it. One thing you do have to be careful with in Colorado that not all counties are the same.
0: Yeah, I know Boulder County is only lets you have like six plants, actually.
2: Yeah. Even if you're allowed by the state to have 24, yes. the mm-hmm. county only allows you to grow six.
0: I, was, I looked into this a couple of years ago when I first got my medical card because I wanted to grow mm-hmm. plants. And I was like... This is so weird that, like, the, it's the two different laws, and it's like... I didn't realize that. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, well, some, some
2: places in Colorado Springs, you can't grow your own at all.
0: Oh, oh my wow. gosh. So does that include male plants? Is that male and female mm-hmm. plants? Oh. Okay, check your laws. <laughs> I thought that was only for female plants. But we're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. I got six <laughs> plants. We are
1: right in line with uh, the laws there. <laughs> nice. Um I do have a question about lights. So I have this big light like one of the big rectangles with like the tube le- uh two bulbs and I don't know the actual like voltage
2: but probably T5 fluorescence.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's so yeah, They're what, definitely fl- fluorescent. If I'm if I have yeah. six plants is that going to kill them off or is
2: that That's good for veg. They to okay. get them started before you put them outdoors. You okay. can do a whole cycle with flower but it just wouldn't give it enough Juice to make them bud out a whole lot.
1: Okay, with a light that big, like that strong.
2: Well, it's uh, it's actually probably not strong enough.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so oh. well, I the was gonna fluorescence. ask.
2: The fluorescents. What's are good the difference for, for
0: between fluorescent and LEDs?
2: Uh, unless it's a LED.
1: Okay, I think it's. Fixture. I'm pretty sure it it's could fluorescent.
2: Be. Uh, the old school LEDs just don't have enough power.
1: The old school fl- fluorescents.
2: Yeah, they're good for babies and seedlings and vegetation state. Okay. Once you go to flowering, you want to bump up the wattage and get you some good LEDs.
1: Okay. So it's just a much brighter... Um, yeah, it
2: just helps them to get that chlorophyll production uh, up and to get denser buds and to help the terpenes. Okay. Uh, terpenes and the TA, or the uh, THC crystals and yeah. the cannabinoid crystals are kind of a defense for the sunlight. Oh. Just like a sunscreen. So, so, so the more
1: sun you put on it. The more them.
2: light and brightness sometimes can help you... Get more get trichome.
1: those trichomes. Okay. Wait, I've never heard that. Me
0: neither. Can that's you cool. explain that more, or uh, is that
2: there all there is to it? <laughs> that's basically what I've heard of it. It's just uh, the trichomes are protecting the plant from, from burning UVs. Up.
1: Cool. Whoa.
2: And sometimes if you stress them out, which is a trick. Which can be playing with fire because you might make them hermy, but some of the tricks to make your cannabis more flavorful and increase terpenes are to stress them.
1: Okay, so like make it colder
2: more or hotter, light. hotter, okay. Brighter light. Uh, colder is one of the main techniques.
1: Okay, yeah, I've seen that with the
2: purple especially. Yes,
0: I've heard that like you're supposed to make it cold like right before you put the like lights back on or something.
2: I don't know. So uh, the last two weeks mm-hmm. of Flower. People will lower the temperatures in the room by last ten degrees. Weeks. Okay. Okay. Uh, at least the last week, but everybody's a little different.
1: Okay. Perfect. And eighteen six.
2: Eighteen six. And then when period. you're ready to flower, you switch it to a twelve and twelve.
1: Okay. Cool. Oh, I've, I've heard 12 that. On, 12 Shoot, off. I need to do that. <laughs> and do you use any specific nutrients? Um, We've well, heard like carbon-based nutrients are nice.
2: I am constantly changing, trying new stuff. Okay. I, I do a little bit of uh, product testing for different companies.
1: Okay, I found cool. some
2: I like a little bit better than others, some I won't touch anymore. I like powder nutrients better than salty nutrients, personally, and living soils.
1: Yeah, living soil. Yeah, I, I, the
2: microbes just help. Uh, there's no heavy metals in the herb. That's one thing I always get compliments about. The cannabis is smooth, doesn't make people cough. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and that's one thing you'll find in uh commercial cannabis is heavy metals
1: mm,
2: yep. that you have to flush out of the cannabis. If you don't, yeah. you'll have heavier weighing buds because mm-hmm. you got little metals in there. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. So a lot of growers don't like to flush it because oh they God. want heavier buds That's and so little micro me. metals Gross. still, they make your bud way more.
0: Wow. And that. then you're like consuming that. And, and you're smoking your it, brains which
2: is not good for your lungs.
0: Oh wow. my God. That is nasty. So flushing your <laughs> cannabis is heavy very metals, important. people.
2: <laughs> and they do they do test for those here. So there is a threshold right. that you have to.
0: Yeah. Do you have to do any testing with
1: yours?
2: I don't personally.
1: Have you ever tested I, it?
2: I have tested for THC on one or two, but I don't really. I don't really trust the numbers. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Testing is something that you could give your same sample to three different companies, and they could test it all differently.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's like,
0: hmm, that doesn't check out. (laughs) No,
2: my testing is just sharing with people like yourselves and getting good feedback and.
0: Yeah, that's probably the best. Oh, it helped my shoulders
2: and it helped with the stress. It helped with my migraines gone.
1: Yeah, totally. All right, so um, you. I've been in Colorado for a long time, growing, working in the industry, working out of the industry, um, educating as much as possible. Um, your next venture, you're moving to the East Coast. Um, what what do you have next in store for us?
2: Well, I'm going to go back and help consult a little bit spread my genetics around. I've also started talking with a good friend, Ernest, who runs BIPOCAN. BIPOCAN. Yes, and it is a social equity Representation group, which is based here in Denver.
0: Nice, cool. And
2: within next six years, I don't know if you've heard this, but all of the next or all of the licenses in the next six year are all going to be social equity licenses.
1: Okay, yeah, I have heard that. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I
2: know. I really like this.
0: Like New York is also doing a similar program with like all their licenses. Even to apply, you have to have like a main like social equity.
1: Component.
2: component. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so um, he is based here in Denver, and he has opened up a shop in, or an office in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, cool. So I've talked to him, and I'm going to go out and be a little bit of an ambassador for him and see if I can get some people signed up. It's a really nice uh, company here that promotes advocacy, recruitment, and education. And the business network benefits include listing in our vendor and supplier directory of minority owned businesses that offer products and services to support Virginia's cannabis industry.
1: Very cool. Okay, nice. I like
0: that people are making these like communities and registries of like that that other people can find of like this is who you should be working with.
1: Right. You know? Here's like a credible network exactly. for exactly and ready. it's
2: connected with lawyers to help get all the questions you have because there's a lot of ever chanting that's going to be one of the most difficult. <laughs> oh my difficult. God. Yeah. Uh, connections with uh, the other thing, like the Last Prisoner Project.
0: Yeah. Yes. And
2: getting expungements for prisoners or people that have been arrested in the past.
0: Right. Yeah, and help it.
2: those people get into the cannabis business also.
0: Yeah. Anything that is like trying to help, like, with the war on drugs, I think is just like the most important thing that this industry should be doing because like we're literally building it on the backs of people who have been, you know, like criminalized because of this plant. And it's awful. Like we need to get everyone out of prison, first of all, who's in there for cannabis (laughs) charges. Like I just, I can't believe it's still even a thing that like we have to be talking about, but it's so needed. And I would definitely love to get who, what was his name? Ernest Tory. Ernest, yeah, would love to connect with him and get him on the podcast.
1: Yeah, totally. It's really great that there's this network for all these states that are about to come into it and empower people that have been um, on the sidelines for so long.
0: Well, where oh, nice. do you see the future of the cannabis industry going? It's something we always like to ask our guests. And It can be related to anything, like federal, state, just I'm caregivers. I'm hoping that
2: the Senate will pass and make it a take it off the Class One scheduled Narcotics list. That's the main main thing that needs to happen in in, in the United States. And yeah, then time, every yeah. state can open up and do as they please. And I hope to keep the home grower caregivership alive to make sure that big business doesn't come in and degrade the quality
0: yep, I of think cannabis that's and so important.
2: keeps the diversity open to everyone, gives them a choice to grow at home, grow their own medicine, make themselves sufficient, and makes it a little cheaper for them in the long run. Yeah, totally. Because if you're really a cannabis user for medicinal purposes, like I am, you will not be able to afford buying cannabis from a dispensary.
1: Right.
2: It would be just like buying pharmaceuticals now that people can't keep up and you'll need insurance to pay for your medicine.
1: Yeah, especially as the taxes
0: get higher and higher. Like Yeah, so California, they're having some serious issues because, I mean, the taxes are like at 30, I think, some percent. Yeah. And so many um, residents, people there are continually going to the legacy market
2: mm-hmm. because... It leaves it open for the black market still. Yeah. Uh, And when it was legalized here in Colorado, too, there was 50% tax rate and it was too expensive. And the black market was still flourishing. Mm -hmm. Once the tax rate went down where the price was between $100 and $300 an ounce to the consumer,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. the black market shut down. Yeah. Because it wasn't profitable for them or just wasn't worth the time and the electricity and... <clears throat> in the troubles yeah it's like
1: once it's accessible to the legal market it's
2: and there's a there's a but there's, there's a, a range there that if the price is too expensive the black market's still going to flourish
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah but then it just makes me sad though like talking about the heavy metals you know that like mm-hmm. that totally. stuff like that is going unchecked <laughs> well
2: some of that too if it's uh black market herb that I used to get when 30 years ago was more contaminated with heavy metals, molds, and pesticides.
0: Yeah. yeah. And
2: smoking that destroyed my lungs when I was 22. Mm.
0: That's what I think really destroyed my
2: lungs, too. Yeah, smoking bad cannabis can be really bad for your lungs and can destroy them. Uh, they can make them burn and you'll just have chronic bronchitis or oh my gosh. susceptible to m- pneumonia.
0: That's why I started doing a lot of the low-temperature dabbing, because, like, the combustion all the time was, like, irritating my throat so much.
2: Yeah, I don't like the dab, especially the little electronic ribs. They really dry my throat out and burn them a lot.
1: Mm.
2: So I, I like the herb uh, through a bong. helps to damper the Yeah, a the little heat.
1: water filtration.
2: Um. Yeah, smoking can be... Hard on your lungs if you have the wrong cannabis.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's the quality of the bud is first and foremost.
2: Most people still think that you gotta hold it in until you cough and
1: uh-huh.
2: that's not the way to smoke herb. That's just gonna actually can lead to bad problems with your muscles and contractions and coughing and
0: Oh
1: really? Wow. That's
2: I've seen that's people scary. get hernia from coughing Oh
1: I've I've seen oh that. My. Yeah, it's really it can happen. Yeah, smoke good weed and don't cough as much for sure. Okay, it's taken me <laughs> forever
0: to do this cone, but I finally did it. <laughs> we do have one final question.
1: Yeah, one last question that we ask everyone. Um, if you could smoke weed with anybody from history, dead or alive, or um, not family, who would it be?
2: Hmm, I've thought about this before, but it's a very difficult question.
0: It can yeah. be, you can say a couple people too.
2: Yeah. I like
1: that, like your ideal self. I would say
2: dead. I would probably say Jimi Hendrix.
1: Okay. Good one. Yeah. We haven't heard that before.
2: Alive. I would probably say Willie. Nice. I'm oh. sure he's competent and you'd have a good conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's getting old.
2: Yeah. I'd... It's like the time is now. Interesting guy. Yeah, I've been around. Just has a lot of good things to say always, never negative.
0: Yeah, totally. Amazing. Well, do you have anything else you want
2: to add before we wrap up? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I think we covered pretty much everything.
0: Amazing. (laughs) Well, thanks again, Michael.
2: Thanks for having me. Lil
1: Farmer. Yeah, where can we find you?
2: Uh, Yes. You can find me online at www.lilfarmer.com, which is L-I-L-P-H-A-R-M-E-R. I do have a YouTube channel also where I have a couple products that I've did a little tutorial for, like the tree box here, tree lock box. And oh, then cool. uh, I do have Instagram, little underscore farmer.
0: Nice. And we'll have you linked in everything. Trying to
2: do a a tutorial coming up. Got a friend who wants to do some videos. He's bringing his camera out and we're going to do a video or two and nice. hopefully get a tutorial video series going on YouTube for those who want to start. Yeah. and. Don't have the money to buy all the big products and all the fancy stuff. And just give you the basics, what you need, know what you need to know just Mm -hmm. to get your own medicine.
0: Start as soon as possible. Yep. Get your medicine on your own budget. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yay, thank you again. And
1: as always, stay Stay high. high. (laughs)